morning and welcome to a chat in the garden with Monique A.J. Smith. Worth Snickers blooms in athletics and sports on Survival Radio Network. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to another Wednesday in April. And I hope all of you all are keeping your immune system up. I bought me some um, vitamin C uh powder to put in my drink to keep me up, Um, but we are blessed, we are blessed, and we shall get through this together, and I'm glad I have something consistent that you could, uh, that you could count on, one of the things that, uh, as a strategy when dealing with change, excuse me, is to create a routine, so I wanted to make sure I did not disrupt this routine that we have every Wednesday at 10. But guess what? I have an announcement. I have an announcement. Drum roll, drum roll. We are now at 1,600-plus members inside the Chat in the Garden Facebook group. Yay! Yay, yay, yay. And because I feel like celebrating, I uh, put a question um, in the Facebook group, how have you grown since joining the Chat in the Garden? And so I'm going to give out gifts. So if you're listening and uh, you are a member of the Chat in the Garden, please, please, please put your comments and I will pick a couple of people to receive some gifts. So uh, one of those gifts may be, not saying, but may be Surviving the Lights, a professional athlete's playbook to avoid the curse. You know what? I am going to say that will be my first, my first gift. So the first person who responds to the question, how have you grown since joining the Chat in the Garden um, Facebook group, I will give you an e-book of Surviving the Lights, a professional athlete's playbook to avoid the curse. Oh, thank you. Uh, our engineer says, yay, yay. And uh, this this book right here is a great resource. I learned a lot. And research says that um, our students will learn um, and retain information or advice from peers. So uh, we can tell them all day long to select better uh uh, people to hang out with, that's good. But when we're talking about your money, your career, you might not want Tyrone to be handling your money. Just might not. I mean, unless a Tyrone has got a CPA license. But even at that, y'all, even at that, you know, if okay, all right, we got a, we got, a, we got a winner. We got Chastity Lynn. And Chastity's real name, okay, let me go dial back, because I just posted her. Somebody beat me to it. She's a, She's been on somebody else's podcast. But she is a, um, a professor at Lincoln University. And uh, what is her name? Oh, shoot. I'm going to stroll down. Because I think it's Chastity Brown, I'm not sure. I want to make sure I get the child right name. But she made a comment, and she's going to get that gift. Thank you so very much. So very much. And we were supposed to meet at the CIAA, 
But you know how you just get to busy and talking to whoever you see. Her her name is Chastity Brown. I was right, yeah. So on Facebook is Chastity Lynn, but uh, her real name is Chastity Brown. And I put on here, uh, this is 14 hours ago, she was on a podcast called Living Sport Podcast, uh, navigating uh, COVID-19 as a young professional. So check her out. And Chastity, I definitely will uh, get your information to uh, gift you with this book, um, Surviving the Lights of Professional Athletes Playbook to Avoid the Curse. And this is great because she has access to young people on a college campus who probably um, uh, will come to her for advice. And this would be a great resource because it talks about uh, what to avoid. And this is the this is the part I really love. It even gives you a script what to tell your family members why you need someone else that has better contacts, not better knowledge, not better trust. So that's the key. People get confused with trust and business decisions. I may trust you to always have my back, but I might not trust you to know what's the right move to make. Let me just say this. I have been um, binging on the TV show Suits and just how the mind works, even though I, I do know. I do know it's scripted. I get it. But just it just it's just interesting how a conversation can happen on one thing and it triggers the mind for something else. So, but you know what? You know how that comes from? It comes from having a a background in something and it brings to you remembrance, a strategy to use. So, if you haven't walked those paths, you won't know necessarily how to use uh, some strategies to get what's best. For your bestie, okay. Just like with this, you know, just like in, in in entrepreneurship, you know, I have the speakers bureau, and my whole point. People ask me how do I do what I'm doing, and I say all the time, um, I can teach you what I have been taught and what I learned. So I can I can only go but so far. So then I say, okay, here is another resource for you to go to. You know, that's integrity. I can't take you somewhere. Someone wanted to ask me, uh, so, oh, yeah, how to send text messages, uh, how to communicate. Like, I use MailChimp to send out podcast replays. Um, I use uh, Call Loop to, uh, say, text me here, and I get people's emails, and then I give them whatever I told them from the stage I was going to give them. But to have a continuous conversation... Uh, I don't know that. So I have to send them someplace else. So that's integrity. Uh, but, you know, here's the thing. Your best friend does not want to let you down. And that, I'm giving you words how to say to your student athletes. They might not tell you they don't know. And then you're in a world of trouble. or going to get the best deal. And listen here. And this time, you know, it's time of uncertainty. You want to be certain of certain things. People have that knowledge base and have a relationship with the decision makers that get you what you want. I'll tell you another thing that I learned from that whole situation was that, uh, you know, and I asked my students, what's the first thing that you would buy, uh, you know, if you got a million-dollar deal or, or a sizable signing bonus? You know what they all said? Buy a house or buy a car. 
Now, even if you bought a house, you don't even know if you're going to be at that team, especially for basketball. And I've had this experience. I had a kid be drafted. Uh, he got to, uh, it was the, um, it was a Canada team, uh, Toronto Raptures. And uh, we were all excited. I was at the draft party and all that kind of good stuff. And, you know, he never made the team. So, you know, what if he bought something based on that knowledge? He's out back. So you need to have somebody who has an understanding. And I'll be honest with you, the reason why I gravitate to this book is because when that young man, I want to say it was 1998, 99, he asked me, which agent should he go with? He stumped me. I didn't know. I didn't know what to look for in an agent, you know. Uh, I called one of my NBA friends and asked the question. But, you know, I, I, I didn't know. And so I gravitate to places where I can get new knowledge. So, again, Surviving the Lights, a professional athlete's playbook to avoiding the curse by Tawana Smith. And the book is on Amazon in three different ways. But I do have a link inside the Facebook group, um, but I believe it's a discount. I believe it's a discount if you click on my link. But it's it's an audio book, paperback, and ebook. Ebook. So the one, the link that I have is a paperback, um, and it's it's a great read. Now, this is interesting. I'm excited about it. I don't know how I'm gonna work it out because I got a class at nine thirty to 1045, and I got a class at 1230. But there's something about uh, learning and sharing uh, is making me cram this in. So 11 o'clock on Thursdays the rest of this month, and I, I guess until until he begins decides to stop, uh, Dr. Chico Carwell webinars will be every Thursday at 11 a.m., and he's asked me to co-host. And I was like, really? He says, oh, yes, you're very important to this. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I do think this way. And I do a very similar workshop when I go to universities. Um, so Chico Carwell Webinars, um, he is concentrating on the success culture. And he's also, which is the most important part, all right, and one of the reasons why uh, I am partnering uh, is to be able to connect you all to a search firm person. And this is this is really important because I just said about relationships, all right, and who you know and who can help you get where you want to be. So Dr. Chico Carwell is an executive search consultant at Greenwood and Asher. And uh, I must admit I have been quite successful of sending some of uh, my clients from the Advanced Academy and potential clients um, who couldn't make that move because, again, if you're looking for a job, you can't really pay for a consultant. So I understand that, and I don't hold back. So uh, that's one thing I want to just say. If you want to be known by Dr. Carwell, let's just be clear, if you want to be known by Dr. Carwell, you need to join his webinar. And the webinar is free. The webinar is free. So he gets a chance to know you and be able to match you with an opportunity that may come across his desk. And his concentration is success culture for athletic departments. And here's another thing. He uh, 
has uh, great relationships with current presidents. So he's in tune to what they are looking for. And do you know how valuable that is? That's another reason why I always take his calls. I'm going like, okay, what's he going to share with me today? And, you know, you need to even, and, and here's, here's the most important thing. Guess what? what? Even if it's not your president he's in tune to, he's in tune with a president, which you do know presidents all talk to themselves. And in this day and time, they're all trying to figure out how they're going to, I can't say recover, just how they're going to move forward, okay? And just, just imagine if you could bring to your president some of the ideas that have come across his ears. Do you know how valuable that would be for you and your status? And just you personally, to give you a sense of control the controllables. You know, you can control planning. You know, you can be in a in a state of planning to give you that sense of uh, control. So guess what? This Thursday, which is tomorrow, our, our topic will be battling for honor and accountability. Battling for honor and accountability. These topics are just phenomenal, okay? And he's like me. He bases his book, his his thoughts from books. And I need to go back because it's a book that he just mentioned that he was using um, for this thing about honor. And, uh, yeah, people, I just got to tell you, I know that you're tired of Zooms. But guess what? This is not on Zoom. Ha-ha. It's not on Zoom. So uh, And so you communicate by typing, but he does want you, please, please, he does want to um, have dialogue at the end, which is why he brought me in to try to get you all to talk. And 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 to uh, to me, you know, the seed just lands, but then we need to plant it. We need to let it take root to some of the things that he is saying. And the most important part, I know you're tired of Zooms. I know you're tired of being so connected but not connected. But this is the time to grow people. Those who are taking advantage of all these programs online that have reduced price, things that you always wanted to go to but couldn't go to because you were in the middle of spring sports, do you know the the amount of growth you can take during this time? So I, I'm, I'm going to be there. Like I said, I'm cramming it in between both of my classes. I don't know when I'm going to eat because I have a 9.30, a 12.30, and a 2. So I usually eat at 11, but I he asked. I don't, I don't want to miss this. So if you want to register, go to successcultureconsultantcoach.com. Successcultureconsultantcoach.com. All right? I know it's a long one. I wasn't winning when he bought it. Uh, I made some suggestions, but by the time he went, uh, some of the words were missing. So he had to go where he had to go with. So there's four words, success, culture, consultant, coach.com. 11 o'clock tomorrow and battling for honor and accountability. And I look forward to seeing you there. Um, now, tomorrow's a busy day because tomorrow night the Black Women's Sports Foundation has got this fabulous webinar 
that I am very honored to be a part of. So I've been asked to serve on this panel, um, and we had a walkthrough, um, I guess it was Monday. And I'm excited. Uh, I'm really excited to hear from other ladies as well. But I, I look, you can't miss this. This is another free webinar. Um, and I'm I'm a proud uh, former board member of the Black Women Sports Foundation, as well as um, I'm currently a advisory board. And this is what I really love. Again, the fact that. Uh, these are the forms that took place on college campuses previously, and now they have taken it to the Internet. They are stepping up, and I am so excited for them, all right? And uh, so the previous one was dynamic, and I have that link. It was about uh, it, they had about four uh, psychologists, sports psychologists, on there, and it was fabulous. And now we got uh, m- uh, a couple of folks. We got one, two, got six individuals, and we're talking about pursuing a career in sports and from different entities. So I'm going to be talking about from the entrepreneurial part, which is something I've never really talked about. Really, um, I talked about the the influence the podcast has had, but uh, the other parts that I have. And I'll be honest with you, this is the time to think about that. And I'm I'm not going to go on a soapbox totally on this, but I've been telling you over and over and over again um, to create your niche and put your uh, specialized knowledge out there in the marketplace. Many people ask me, but I'll be honest with you, you ask me after you get your pink slip, and then you don't have the you don't have the comfort of using your resources to do what you need to do. So I'm saying with this time that you have, go ahead and create that. And just on a side note, today is the day that your taxes are supposed to be in. Well, I take that back. We have an extension. But if we didn't have this time, you know, April the 15th is action to everybody's brain as tax day. And I'm going to say this. If you serve on an NCA committee, you should be putting that on, um, I forgot the whole term, but I know it's the term that has a C on it. Um, the form C um, as a consultant because you can claim a home-based business, home-based business, meaning you have a desk. And this is the funny thing. All y'all have created a desk right now, right now because of the situation you have now. And all you need to do is go look up how to become a home base and be able to reduce, because I, I know this. I started on a lot of committees, and you get money. Um, and that money becomes income. And then you have to be a, have, have some kind of way to show how the income is an expense. But if you use all, if you claim a business, you can claim it all. And I, look, I'm not a tax preparer. I just, I have just had an excellent tax preparer who's prepared mine for over 20 some years. And now that the situation, um, I've heard other people talk about the home base and how uh, it's, it, it will, it has assisted, let's be honest, it's assisted people who make lots and lots and lots of money. And and if you had one, guess what? You could probably go get some additional uh, stimulus package money, uh, which yours truly is seeking. Um, because, unfortunately, the universities that I had slated, um, 
I can't I can't go to them now and so I have to make up that income. But here's the thing. Here is the thing, people. You just need to think about all of the ways that you have people ask you how to do something. That's all. What do people always call you for and say, how do you do this? Other ADs. Um, what do you really, I mean, uh, what, what have you been, um, when you have your evaluations, what's the one thing you do well that, that you can do with your eyes closed? Is it strategic planning? Is it uh, hiring the best coaches? Uh, what is it that you can be able to consult other people on? And one of the things, just don't think about uh, on the same level as you. How I started consulting in 2005 uh, was teaching people how to do the EADA in a way that actually uh, demonstrated that you were taking care of your female student-athletes. Many people didn't want to do the form, so therefore there wasn't expertise on it. And when I show individuals how you uh, how you look at it, uh, they were like, oh, wow. And then I would show the business office how to uh, put uh, the monies that came in and, and register in the right place or get coding so that it would be easy, so it would be a truthful uh, way of doing business. And so, and here's the thing. When I coach the women to do it on their campuses, then their uh, leadership elevated because they had a more knowledge base of the business of athletics in their department and how money was spent. Now, y'all do know when you follow the money how enlightening that is. And then you can change policies. You can look at policies of what you're doing. So that's what I did. So, And I was already doing that. And I'm just saying do it now. Do it now, and I'm here to help you, but that's not what I'm talking about totally uh, at this point. I just want to get your mind, uh, uh, yes, I know you're doing some plans for your university, but let's do some plans for yourself too. So Eventbrite, they're only going to take 100 registrations. Um, If you get locked out, just go on Facebook's uh, Black Women Sports Foundation. Um, Eventbrite is B. WSL Virtual Forum Dynamic Careers in Sports to get your ticket, um, and then um, but also uh, they're going to uh, broadcast it on Facebook Live because they're only going to take the first 100, and I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it to being there. Uh, I am still uh, uh, I'm still scratching my head how I'm going to do these virtual book signings. I really am. Um, I'm excited about the ticket sales. I think and the ticket sales, <laughs> the book sales. I think I'm close to 100 books sold. I think I got about three more to go, and I would have sold 100 books. And I'm looking about uh, having a book discussion on that, and because I did create a e-workbook to go with it, I still haven't. I still have not. Uh, figure out how I'm going to do that. I did create a Facebook group for those who purchased uh, to help me brainstorm how to do this. But, you know, I just believe, and, and, and again, I'm I'm still going to bring uh, Dr. Murray with me because it's not just to hear about my career path. 
It's about how I hit pitfalls and the resources I use. And I use a psychologist, a counselor, to assist me. I not necessarily mean a psychologist, but a counselor to, to assist me in my thought processing. And that's one reason why I'm really big about growth mindsets, and that's another reason why I do the retreats that I do, because I know that has a lot to do with your advancement. Um, and and the pressure that we put on ourselves. And one of the pressures, one of the first things I want to talk about in the book signing is about being the first. So if this is something that you want to host with, a, a, I'm going to say like four or five people, you know, um, and I'm going to try to figure out some cute way to kind of do it. You know how people are saying we have happy hour, you know, maybe I, I, I haven't decided yet. But we got some ideas of how to make this cute and fun. Um, let me know, and Dr. Mari and I will will come out of the way, pick a date, and uh, we're going to do it on Zoom. I know you're sick of Zoom, but this is going to be a fun Zoom, okay? And, again, I have an e-book, I mean, I have an e-workbook that goes with the book. So if you haven't purchased yours today, I'll just be honest with you, I probably, uh, after 100, I probably will, uh, I can't say stop buying, but... Uh, it's hard to get the books in because of the situation. And so I I want to fulfill orders and uh and take the pressure off. So if you if you haven't gotten your book, you need to email me and say, Look, just order one more time and I wanna be in the number and uh and, and or you wanna host a book signing and I'm gonna probably give a nice gift a gift package to the person who hosts uh, because you you know that uh, this is a time that we need to stay together, and this is a great idea to stay together. So speaking of staying together and gathering, you don't know. You know, when I really started these chatting guys, I said, you know, you're going to be listening in on a chat with me and my one of my girlfriends. Well, this is one of those I'm going to have to really, really make sure I stay on time because I am so excited. And, I mean, when I tell you I'm this person's cheerleader, I am this person's cheerleader. Um, I met her uh, years ago at some women's conference that we had, and we had been talking by email. We had never met. And when we saw each other, we were like, oh, hey. And uh, so I have been talking her praises for years. And so, uh, again, in 2015, I did my very first uh, retreat at one of my timeshares in Virginia Beach. And she was the first person who registered. And so, again, that was 2015. That was five years ago. And so I, this is one of them catch-up kind of chats. So, again, I will try to make sure I stay with your questions, but I'm really, really excited about bringing to the garden Darlene Gordon, the acting director at UMass Boston. Welcome to the garden, Darlene. Well, I'm so happy to be here. I am so happy to be here. You are absolutely right. You hear this your is cheers, a chat girl. between girlfriends. Did you hear your cheers? This is definitely. Say again. Did you hear your cheers? I did. I absolutely heard my cheers, and this is definitely a group. Okay, you 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 going in and out? What's going on? Uh oh. Can 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 you hear me now? Yeah, you don't have it on speakerphone, do you? No. 
Okay, all right. Do I do I need to have it on that? No, I don't want you to have it on speakerphone because that would it would it will go in and out. Girl, okay. those tears are needed and really respected, girl, because you did just say. Hey. <laughs> you did. I'm so happy to be here. I am so happy to be here. Oh, I hope you can hear my smile. My, my, my face is cracking. <laughs> <laughs> so let's tell everybody else about this journey that we're excited about. You know, it, the, you use the right word, journey journey because it has absolutely been a journey um i didn't have a typical um athletic career in the first place so that that's i guess the first part of the journey but i know a lot of people i talked to were either former student athletes or former coaches that um decided to go into the business but that was just it wasn't my journey my journey um not athletic at all and Quite frankly, when I was in college, I really did not even consider that this could be a career. And I actually come from a family that has a pretty extensive sports background in terms of, you know, my mom played basketball, my uncle played basketball. He was drafted actually by the um, Chicago Bulls in the 60s, I believe. And then um, I have a sister that uh, went through college on a on a golf scholarship. So, and uh, the uncle that I was telling you about, he was the recreation director for the Salvation Army. So, again, lots of sports in my family background. But when I got to college, I thought I wanted to be an attorney. So I never even considered sports as a career. And I didn't consider that you could truly make a living unless you were a coach or a player. Mm-hmm. So I just never gave it a, a lot of thought. But then um, after I graduated from college, I, I had a minor in communication, and I had a, a friend who asked me um, if I would be willing to sit in on some meetings with him regarding uh, student-athletes who were getting ready to turn pro. Mm. So that's kind of how I got my introduction into sports. Um, Thomas Darden, who is a former uh, football player, started a sports agency, and he knew my friend, Paul Jones, and he wanted a communications portion in his agency. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got introduced. Wow. So your first job in uh, athletics? That was my first introduction to athletics. So it was on a consultant basis. Uh-huh. So th- that's how I was kind of introduced to athletics. It was on a consultant basis. So I would sit in on uh, prospective clients that he wanted to sign in his agency and mm-hmm. I would the the communication piece for him. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I got away from it, and I did some volunteer work with the uh, NBA's Players Association, mm. where I did uh, I created internships for players who were 
preparing for retirement. They knew they only had mm-hmm. a couple years left or mm-hmm. something, and then, you know, they wanted to figure out what their next move was going to be. Mm-hmm. And so um, I worked with them to develop summer internships, again, on a consultant basis. I was mm-hmm. still doing other stuff. And then the the last consulting piece I had was with the Cleveland Browns, and I did workshops for them um, to assist their incoming class of players make the transition into being a professional athlete. And some of them uh, also needed assistance in terms of employment because they had some issues with trying to, uh, with money. Mm-hmm. And they would structure their contracts in a way that they were only getting paid during the season, and they, some people did not spend their money appropriately and didn't have mm-hmm. anything to make it through the summer. And so mm-hmm. I had to find employment for those folks. Okay. So, so your first job. So that was, yeah. So my first job was with the Mid-American Conference in NACTA. Okay. That was my first job in college athletics. Um, I met the the late, great Mike Cleary. I called him up, oddly enough, on a whim. I was going through the yellow pages, and I found NACTA. And I called oh. him. And he... Of course, took my call because uh, Mike Cleary was good at taking people's calls. Mm-hmm. And he invited me in for an informational interview, and he was instrumental in terms of not consulting anymore. He was mm-hmm. instrumental in me actually securing a permanent position. He was. he was awesome. Well, actually working for him part-time, okay. And then we created a part-time position for me at the Mid-American Conference, working at both okay. of those places at the same time. Okay. So they, they shared me. My, Mike Cleary and Rick Chris came together. Rick Chris was the commissioner of the MAC at the time. And uh, the two of them talked, and they talked about the needs that they had, Um and created a partnership between the two of them that created basically a full-time position for me between the two of them. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. And then your next one? Uh my next job, I was I went to the Patriot League. And I was there um for about 7 years. I was a director of championships and business operations. Um being in a conference office, doing that kind of work is the most fun work because mm-hmm. you, that's where you get to touch the student athletes. That's where you get to be on campuses. You know, that's the most exciting period when you're a student athlete is the championship. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I did that. I've, uh, I also um, was their business operations person. And so I dealt a lot of, with our books and internal operations for the conference. So I negotiated contracts for them for internal services like any cars that we purchased, any rental agreements for cars we dealt with, 
telephone systems, our uh, data contracts, all of those things I dealt with mm-hmm. in the conference office. And I also became their SWA and dealt with the governance structure as well. Mm. Okay. And then um, the after, I, after I left, after I, left I, I actually left to get my master's. Right. And I got my master's, but what I did not know when I went to get my master's that we work in a business that is so competitive and Mm -hmm. so um, difficult to get into. Mm -hmm. When you come out of it, thinking that you can roll back in Mm -hmm. is just naive thinking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just naive thinking. And so when I the school full time, I thought I would just be able to get back in, and that was not the case. Mm-hmm. It took me four years to get back into athletics, so in that four year period, I, I did do some volunteer work at um, Moravian College, uh, mm-hmm. Division Three institution, loved it, uh, but I also was a substitute teacher. I worked in um, a butcher shop. I uh, worked for a construction company in their uh, H- as an HR function for them, mm-hmm. and so I did a variety of things. For I I went back and I was able to get back into athletics, mm-hmm. and I I have to credit me getting back into athletics with with two things. One was being clear about what God has for me. Mm-hmm. Because during that four-year period, I absolutely wanted to be back in athletics, and mm-hmm. I tried everything, mm-hmm. everything to try to get back in. And in trying to get back in, sometimes you know you can get kind of down because mm-hmm. you, like I said, I thought I would be back in shortly after I got my degree. Mm-hmm. And that just wasn't the case. And so it became really important for me to just kind of pray about what, you know, mm-hmm. what direction God wants me to go into. What mm-hmm. is his vision for my life? And once I surrendered to that and being mm-hmm. clear about what he wants me to do is when the next person came into my life that I had known for some time, which was Charlie Titus. Mm-hmm. Charlie Titus came to me and said, hey, I've got, I've got an opportunity. And I came, I interviewed, and the opportunity that he initially talked to me about was their uh, assistant director of compliance and student welfare position. Mm-hmm. So I interviewed for it. I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. He called me back. He said, "Look, I got. I had a search for my special assistant uh, that I have to redo. I want you to apply for that. Okay. I applied for it and got it. Uh, and what is Mr. Titus' position?" He is the vice chancellor of athletics, recreation, special 
projects and programs. Okay. And I would say also legend. You okay. know, I mean, he is, yeah, he, for me, he was absolutely a godsend. Mm-hmm. Um, he opened the door to me to come into UMass Boston um, mm-hmm. and become his special assistant. And my role in that position, although it's not a normal title for uh, an athletic position, but, you know, Charlie is, it's, can be so innovative. For him, it's not about what the title is. Right. So right. I was over. I was over the entire um, athletic budget and HR function. Okay. And then I also dealt with any special projects and programs that he uh, wanted me to deal with. So mm-hmm. that meant our sports leadership program that he was extremely instrumental in making sure came to UMass Boston. It's a um, bachelor program for people who want to get into uh, industry of sport, mm. but with a true leadership and social justice component Ooh. Um, that is just out of this world. I mm. mean, to, the fact that he want, he had the vision to birth such a innovative program that and partnered with New Balance on this. Okay. Um, New Balance and him wanted to create a program that would develop a pipeline of diverse students to come into the sports industry. Uh-huh. Is it undergrad or grad? About what this means. And brown students who have no idea how to get into this business, because as I said before, you can. It's a extremely competitive industry that is hard to get into. Everybody wants to work in sports. Everybody believes they can work in sports, but it takes skill to to do the things that we get to do. Mm-hmm. And it also takes leadership, and it takes compassion, and it takes um, a diverse community to create products that everybody will want to participate in. Well, is this program an undergrad or grad school? It's undergrad. Okay, it's undergrad. Good. And what's the name of it again? Yeah, it's 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 the uh, UMass Boston and New Balance. Uh, sports leadership and administration program. Okay, okay. Now, Don, Don, Darlene, I'm gonna have to speed you along because we only got 15 okay. minutes. So, all right. Okay. So, well, keep me going. Keep me going. I, I, I am. I am. I am. So, <laughs> when did you get the acting AD position? It came. Um, I got the acting AD position in February, the end of February of this year. Okay. I got that because Charlie actually um, is retiring in June. Okay. Of this year. And so um, I was put in acting um, position. Uh, Charlie had some health issues that he's dealing with, and he's doing great. 
and we expect him back uh, the end of this month. Um, so he said that I could sit in his chair while okay. he's, and, you know, the fact that he had that much confidence in me is completely appreciated. Well, I appreciate you sharing your journey because I know it helps some people who um, are are took the ramp off and trying to get back on. But I do need to do commercials really fast, and then I'm going to come back and go yes, with ma'am. the questions that we have. So, commercials. This is Michelle McKinney, the owner of Third Degree Solutions. I would like to introduce you to our program, Excel After Sports where we are career services for the athletes. Our goal is to create well-rounded athletes and to aid them to be successful on and off the field. Our mission is to prepare them for the evolution of their next. We accomplish this by creating a series of professional development workshops tailored to the athletes. We know that an athlete's time is limited, so we'll work with you and your teams to tailor a schedule that fits everybody's needs. So please contact me, Michelle McKinney, at Third Degree Solutions, 919-271-8351, the career services for your athletic department, as we aid you and your team to excel at the sport. Hi, this is Eric Smith, also known as the Financial Literacy Coach or the Money Coach. You know, financial literacy is the one life skill that every single one of your students is going to need in life. Without financial literacy, their life will be much more difficult, but with it, it's going to be much better. And there's no one better to increase financial literacy than the financial literacy coach. We can be reached at area code 770-527-4380 by email at eric at thefinancialliteracycoach.com. One more time, by phone, that's area code 770-527-4380. 4380 and by email eric at I wish you the best. Hi, are you frustrated at work? Do you want to know how to position yourself for promotion? Then Queen's Moves is the workshop for you. Why? Because as women, we need to know our value, be confident in our options, and seize opportunities when they come along just like a well-played queen in the game of chess. My name is Michelle Larkin of Yumi Connections, and I have developed this online workshop to teach you how to think strategically, develop a personal strategy, build confidence, and create professional momentum. I encourage you to visit queensmoves.net for more details and more information about signing up and registering. This course will equip and inspire you to move like the queen that you are. Classes start November 1st. Royal Court for Us, established in 2017, is a jewelry and apparel company. Our bracelets and clothing designs use vibrant colors and come with their own purpose and meaning. Our company focused on empowering, inspiring, unifying, and reminding each other that we come from royalty that we are strong and powerful, and it's imperative that we support each other. So check us out on Instagram at Royal Court For Us or our website at www.royalcourtforus.com. 
Why do colleges support student athletes pursuing every profession except professional sports? Why are they treated as the students when they're athletes, knowing that they need help surviving the lights? I'm Tawana Smith, and as a former Division I and pro athlete and now best-selling author, I've created a transition system specifically for student athletes called Surviving the Lights. For more information, visit www.survivingthelights.com to learn how we can change the game together. Let's face it, the AD position is an executive position, a member of the president's administrative team, the cabinet. The department deserves the same level of leadership, knowledge, talent, experience, and professionalism as any top official on campus. Presidents are looking for AD leadership who know how to build a success culture. Recognizing this changing landscape in athletics, join me at successcultureconsultantcoach.com for info on my next course, on building a success culture. I got questions, I got questions, I got questions. Dr. China Jew, Senior Associate AD for the University of Wyoming. How challenging was it to create your own leadership identity as a department has been led by a long-serving AD? Um, I would say... I would say it was important to to no matter what AD you're following and Charlie is a hard person to follow mm-hmm. you you need to have your own self identity clear because you'll find yourself trying to walk in his footsteps or you know mm-hmm. trying to duplicate some of the things that he was doing and it's just not possible it mm-hmm. is truly hard to be a counterfeit Charlie Titus <laughs> When you need to be an authentic Darlene Gordon, mm-hmm. and so that's that's kind of how I've I've done that. You know, it's it, I don't want to do what he did mm-hmm. because I can't. Right. I I, I can't do it. Okay, you ready for the second question? I'm ready. Okay. Fire it. Krishna Das, the co-owner of Coachability. In light of all that's happening with the pandemic, how do you keep your student staff engaged and inspired and hopeful? Um, I would say, again, it goes back to, you know, lessons that I've learned. Wellness is extremely important, and I talk Mm -hmm. about that all the time. And so in, in doing that, my goal is to keep my staff as well as they possibly can be during this time frame. And that's trickles down. So it's kind of like the airplane situation. Airplane, they tell you to put your mask on before you put your kid's mask on. If there's Mm -hmm. an emergency, Mm -hmm. that's what we're doing. We're putting our mask on as a staff, and then we're putting the mask on our kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kendra Green, Senior Social AD at North Carolina Central University. She's got three good questions. Um, if you could select one or two aspects from your time at a conference office, what would you feel prepared you for your current role? I'll ask you that one first. Well, in the conference office, you have to have a global view about things. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You can't have favorites of institutions that you're, mm-hmm. you, you're dealing with. It's more of a global view. And so you have to have that in an athletic department as, as well because you can't have a favorite 
um, program. You know, mm-hmm. I can't lean on, you know, basketball is my favorite or lacrosse is my favorite or whatever. You still need a global view, and you need to have a direction for the entire department. Mm-hmm. And so th- those things are the same. Mm-hmm. So what would you say is your biggest adjustment transition working with a variety of selected Division One institutions with the Patriot League to now working with Division Three environment with UMass Boston? Um, I would say, um, you know, the, the difference are the rules that we have to follow. I mm-hmm. mean, it, there are commonalities across all divisions. Is you know we we all want to win. Mm-hmm. We all have a set of rules we have to abide by. Um, we all have to make sure that our student athletes are healthy and so on. So, you know, all of those things to me go across the board, no matter what division you're in. But, um, and oddly enough, in our when I was at the Patriot League. We did have scholarships, but we did not have a lot of them initially. I mean, mm-hmm. near the end of my tenure there, we were just going into football scholarships. We weren't offering those before. Mm. So, there I am now. Necessary, um, primary focus in Division Three. I mean, mm-hmm. And that's the way it was at the division at uh, the Patriot League as well. Academics is number one. Mhm, mhm. Great. That, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, you're breaking up again. So, um, oh, I'm sorry. But, but I think uh, um, she said we got six minutes. So let me get some more okay. in. Okay. Uh, uh, Krishna, uh, Christina Worthy, who was just on the show last week. What are some ways that you motivate and engage your staff development and mentorship? And have you um, had a chance to do I'm that? A, not, not really, because like I said, I've just been in this in the seat mm-hmm, the end February. of February, and then and and we're you know we're working remote now, mm-hmm. so it it gives it a different flavor, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to navigate this situation here that we're in. Mm-hmm. Well, that being said, Scotty Rogers, he's of the Sun Belt Conference. He wants to know what has been your biggest challenge to keeping your vision in a forward direction during this time. What's been your biggest challenge? I, I would say not being able to reach out and touch people. Mm-hmm. That's been the the biggest challenge. We do a lot of Zoom meetings and a lot of Microsoft Team meetings, so we're seeing each other, which I think is good. But mm-hmm. it doesn't take the place of some true face-to-face meetings um, where you can read body language and mm-hmm. and kind of feel the true energy of what's mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that's that has been a challenge. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can get squeeze one more in. Um, Marlon mm-hmm. Jones, uh, University of Northern Florida, she wants to know how has university supported international uh, students uh, who couldn't leave campus? What did you all do? 
Well, we have a pretty small footprint in terms of dorms. We have um, a capacity of a little bit over 1,000 slots for uh, kids to stay in dorms. Mm -hmm. And we do have international students. And what we've done with those who could not leave is that we've put together a plan for social distancing within the dorms because they could not leave the dorms. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a whole lot. We're probably about um, 50 students at this point that are still in the dorms. Um, because either they were an international student and could not go back home at this point, or mm-hmm. uh, there were a um, extreme circumstances regarding a housing issue mm-hmm. to to leave the dorms. And so we've been stiff to those types of things as well. Um, so we have about a little over 50 people that are still in the dorms, but they're social Distance. Each one has their own private room, their own bathroom that they're mm. dealing. So, mm. you know, so, and yeah. we have the gap. You know, the common areas off, off limits. So, okay. Well, again, Darlene, I am so happy for you. Uh, you are most deserving, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I was honored to be on here, and congratulations on the milestone. That thank was you. awesome. Thank you, thank you. And thank you so much, Christina uh, Locklick, for being our engineer and hanging out with us. Join us next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Uh, uh, for our next guest. And join us on our Facebook groups, A Chat in the Garden with Monique A.J. Smith, for follow-ups from today's podcast. Continue to pray for our uh, CEO of the Survival Radio Network, Clark Garrison. Um, and uh, we love you, Clark, and thank you for this wonderful platform that's been going on for six years. Have a significant rest of the day, everyone. <laughs>